Okay, 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 okay. Welcome back to episode, oh my goodness, episode 10 of the Northern Steel Podcast. Can you believe that we've made it through 10 episodes, Chris? I can't. 10 episodes, 10 listeners, pretty good. Pretty solid (laughs) stuff. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Dad. Thank you, other moms and dads out there, for loving our boyish charm. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get right into it, man. Usually we do an NFL recap. There's nothing to talk about, but we know what we want to talk about, baby. The schedule Mm -hmm. released today. We delayed the podcast by a day, not because of this reason for other things, but let's pretend it was for this reason. We delayed the podcast for a day because the schedule was released today, and let's go through that bad boy. Now, before we go through the schedule, if you are new to the podcast, uh, Chris and I really like to pride ourselves on trying to be as logical as we can. Do not get me wrong. We are very optimistic about the Steelers. We love the Steelers. This is not a Steeler bashing podcast okay however we see the flaws of the team we can see the things where they might struggle on things because i and the reason why i'm trying to preface this now because if you are a new listener listening to this podcast i have seen a lot of Steeler fans giving the steelers a really great record this year and pump the brakes on that because i don't know if i would like to do that right now but there's also a lot of unknown variables, right? Oh. Uh, we, we don't know how the offense is going to play. We got a brand new quarterback, whether it be Mitch or Kenny. We have Matt Canada's offensive scheme. Hopefully can run the way he wants to run it with either of those quarterbacks. Uh, the defensive line, hopefully Tuit can come back. He can play as well. I know we drafted DeMarvin Leal. Uh, Alualu, hopefully people stay healthy. We don't know what how, who's going to get hurt, who's, who's not going to get hurt. So, it's tough to gauge this the record for the Steelers this year. We're going to give it our best shot and try to talk about it. Mm-hmm. All right, my man, my main, my main boy. <laughs> let's 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 start off. Uh, do you know what I, I will say? This I, I was going to say. Let's not talk about preseason, but I will say this is the this the biggest surprise. The preseason for me. Was that we don't play the Panthers this year? That's like a staple. Oh, yeah, I guess we all, we always play the Panthers in preseason. Yeah, it's, it's like a staple. We don't play them, but we play them in the regular season. So we'll see them then. Okay, week one. We're obviously on the road again as for the eighth year in a row. Might as well. And, and the Steelers play the defending AFC champions, AFC North champions, the Cincinnati Bengals. On the road at a one on a one p.m. game if you're from Minnesota here, listening from Minnesota noon, but they play they play them the early slot. What do you think about that game, Chris? Uh, I mean, it's definitely not the easiest game to start your season with. I mean, one we're playing away, which is uh, always tough, but then also to be playing the. Uh, Super Bowl losers. Uh, sorry, I feel like that's the only thing we can we have on the Bengals right now is to call them Super Bowl <laughs> losers. Sure, uh, sure. So, 
So it's it's going to be tough, you know. They already have a team that's in there. They're they're bringing, from what I understand, a lot of people back, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so it it's going to be tough, and and a lot of it depends on how our team is. Like you said, a lot of the unknown variables going into the season. I think uh, you know a lot of people are trying to relate it to last year where we played Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills on the road. We into Buffalo. Um, there's a lot of hype around them, and and we ended up, you know, our line was bad. Big Ben's old, and we ended up beating them in a surprise mm-hmm. of a game. So a lot of people talking about that. I don't personally. I don't view it the same way. I think like yes, even though our offense wasn't that great. Big Ben's still Big Ben. He can make things happen. He can do what he has to do. I know our defense played tight. That's the thing where you you could maybe assume or you you can maybe predict the win here because we're playing the Bengals so early. Both teams are coming out of the gate. I do think the Bengals out of the gate should be a more prepared team than we are because with Mitch or Kenny, we're trying to figure out our offense. And I don't know if our defense right away week one strong enough, but maybe they are because maybe the Bengals aren't hitting their stride yet, getting on fire. But I would say that's probably a loss. Yeah, I agree with you, Dom. And I know this is something that we usually do at the very end, and it's something that we'll probably get into. But the I, I, I had a question of the day on Twitter. And again, if you're not following us uh, on Twitter, it's uh, Northern Steel Podcast at Northern Steel PC. Um, and, I, and I asked the question, uh, Steelers start their season on the road against Cincinnati. What are some of your early game predictions? All right. And so we actually got a few replies from from Steeler Nation. And, you know, a couple of them were really good. And I honestly think I saw a couple of realists out there, which uh, made me feel warm, which was good. Uh, but the f- first guy that replied is uh, RG Mr. Hammers at Mr underscore hammers uh he said i think we need to hit them in the mouth and step on their face time to remind them we are still a formidable opponent the team that uses the most physicality will be the victor i hope tj has a day yeah you know i mean i mean i these are all things that definitely need to happen uh we definitely need to be aggressive but like Oh God, it's the Bengals, dude. <laughs> and I hate that I'm saying this because I feel like I've never said that before. Like, oh, it's the Bengals, but that's who they that, are now. And I think uh, wishing for that kind of outcome of of like, yes, the defense, and they got to hit him in the mouth. And they got to do this and that. Yeah, I mean, I agree. That is the way to win that game, setting the tempo in the run game too offensively mm-hmm. so that the, the high-powered Bengals offense doesn't get the ball that much is yeah. also pretty key to that game. But again, I think without knowing how this team's going to play, without knowing who's even going to be starting at quarterback right now, it's hard to really judge where our offense is going to look like. And I think we're going to be in a period of figuring things out for a while. I agree. So I agree. I think if you really want to go an optimistic route, I will. I will say because here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a, a a wins and loss record optimistic and a wins and loss record pessimistic. Right. For those sure. of you with. Uh, Tiny brains, that's half glass, uh, glass half full, glass half empty. And uh, if you really want to take the optimistic side on it being a week one and both teams are just coming out of the gate and you could surprise somebody, I will say, sure, maybe, maybe optimistically they could get a win. But truly, I will say that's probably a loss. And I will say, too, I 
I probably relate more to this guy, and it's really funny. Uh, I, I hope it's not this bad if it is a loss. In fact, in week one, I think a victory for us would see how close of a game we can get it, right? Because sure. I think that'll be very telling of the team we're going to have. Like I said, they're a really good team. Yeah, after right? being destroyed both games last year. You're yeah. right. And so this guy, Tarek, at Tarek underscore PA, said Cincinnati 34, Steelers 13. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, I... Mean, the, I the, the sad part is, is I could see that. I really could. Yeah. I, and it's not, it's not, that's not a knock against our defense. I think no. it's more just like, you're trying to figure things out, you know? I know everyone's yeah. like, hey, keep in mind, Steelers fans, when we beat the Bills last year, when we played them in week one, they were also trying to find their footing. I will tell you right now, and I and if you believe this, you're wrong, that we would not have beaten the Bills in a later week in that year. No. I think just because it was week one and both teams are coming out of the gate of the preseason a little rusty, we got, we snuck up and we got one on them. If we would have played the Bills in December, we would have lost that game for how hot yeah. they were. My take is first, first game loss, but hopefully we can pick it up after that. Week two is the home opener against the Patriots. Also the early slot, 1 o'clock Eastern. Now, I think, I don't really think there might be one to two easy games on our entire schedule, in my opinion. I'll point them out when it's there, but there's a lot of like really tough battles. I think this is a yeah. tough battle. I think, I I think it too. really is. Um, I would say because we're at home, optimistically and pessimistically, I think I might give us the win on this team. I think, you know, this isn't Tom Brady. I know it's still Belichick, but I think we actually match up pretty well with this team. I, I think we might have the moxie of them, how they played last year, depending uh, how the Patriots scheme was kind of ran last year with a defense and, and a rookie quarterback. Um, I think we can maybe sneak one on them for a home opener. Yeah. Um, and, and I was just going to kind of back you up on that one. Um, and I, I really hope that we have some difference of opinions or else we're just going to be agreeing this whole time. Uh, but I, I mean, if, if we, we, we hear this all the time from a lot of Steeler fans, we are not a team that gives up. We are not a team that kind of, you know, rolls, rolls on our backs and just kind of, you know, goes about our business. Um, I think it is going to be a hard-fought game. I think the Patriots are a very young team, and but they're very good, and they got some of that playoff experience last year. Um, and and the, the thing is, we don't know how Mac Jones is going to be. We don't know how he's going to react with his new receivers that are on the team. And also, I don't know, dude, it's still Belichick. You know, I, it, it, we, we, we don't know how things are going to go. I think it's going to be a tough game. I think, if anything, you know, defense... I think that's going to be the theme of this year. Defense has to show out, but I do think that we can get a win uh, out of, uh, you know, week two. So, I too. yeah. And, and I, but I think it will be very, very tough. I, I think taking a loss there would be disappointing, but not surprising to be honest. Yeah. And yeah. then we got week three, Thursday night at the Browns. Now, mm-hmm. just in general, this is tough because if you, t- if you, take with a week one game as day one the Steelers are playing three games in 11 days that's brutal um also two division opponents in 11 days also brutal both on the road mm-hmm. but it also knocks that out of the way quickly 
The yep. argument you could point to winning this game is that hopefully the NFL doesn't get this wrong, but that Deshaun Watson should be suspended. However, the Browns still have a very, very good roster all around pieces. And I know we swept them last year, deservedly so. But they still, but you still have to, they still have a great roster as, as much as I don't want to admit it. And I, it's not going to be a walk in the park, in my opinion, especially coming off of probably a really tough Patriots game at home. And then uh, doing a Thursday night game against the Browns, that's going to be a tough, tough atmosphere. Yeah, I... I, Oh, go go ahead. No, you go. I was just going to say, it's exactly what you're saying. It's playing three games within 11 days. Guys get tired. I get it's early on in the season. So hopefully, you know, fatigue definitely doesn't play its part into that. Uh, And a... you know, like you said, if if the, if the NFL does the right thing and Deshaun Watson is suspended, that's going to play a big part into it. I think there is we at least have to win one game against the Browns uh, to to be competitive within our division. Uh, I think if there's a game to beat them, it's probably that one. Uh, I would like to think we can get them at home, but if Watson's in there, depending on how they're doing, I don't really know if I see that happening. So optimistically speaking, I'm going to go with a win uh, against the Browns. Pessimistically speaking, I think I might go with a loss, which might, which, which would result in us being swept by the Browns with this. Again, this is very pessimistic thinking. And uh, the record will show that at the end. But I think I might go with a loss just because of how hard that's going to be coming off a Patriots game and then playing on the road in Cleveland. I think you're right, though. That is a game. (laughs) It's crazy in week three that it's supposed to be that way. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Pause real quick. I, you know, take it away, Chris. I, my battery just died on my camera. (laughs) Oh, sure. Yeah. So uh, moving on to week four. Uh, we are at home against the Jets. Now, this is a very interesting game because I feel like a lot of people uh, are going to look at this game and they're just going to, you know, right away just say easy win, easy dub, you know, because the Jets are really or haven't been a really good team in the last few years. Um, Again, maybe maybe I'm just giving the Jets a benefit of the doubt. Um, they did draft extremely well. Granted, you can't play off of what ifs. Um, but at the same time, like they, they just picked up three first round talents, you know, a couple weeks ago. And and they're they're really good. They're really talented. I think I think the Jets have definitely been in a rebuild the last few years. Um, and I'm going to be curious to see how they keep trying to build this team around Zach Wilson. I don't think Zach Wilson um, played to his fullest potential last year. Um, so I, I still think there's more in him. I think people shouldn't really give up on Zach Wilson. I now also being the Steeler fan, I am, I do think this is a game that we have the advantage in personally speaking. Um, you know, I think if there's a time to win a game and to kind of start getting some wins on our, uh, docket. It's definitely against the Jets at home. Um, it's a big win for us. We got to do it. Uh, I, it's weird saying it's a big win because it is the Jets, but at the same time, um, I feel like 
since there are so many unknowns, I think every win's kind of a big win <laughs> this year, kind of leading into it. Um, and knowing how competitive the AFC is going to be too. Um, Dom, you got, yeah, and that's, and that's just football too. Um, I don't know why all my batteries are dead, so whatever, but, but that's just football too. I, 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 every game is pretty important. Um, like you said, yeah, the jets did draft very well. They did get some weapons on offense and defense, but until I see a change from the jets, it is hard to, it's hard to assume they're going to be good. I guess. Yeah. I hope they will because it's been a long time. But I agree. I, I I hear what you're saying. I do think it's kind of hard to do something to be good. Plus the games at home, especially if you've taken the pessimistic route of them losing to the Browns and getting that extra rest of like mm-hmm. ten more days. Uh, that's got to be a win both sides of the board. I imagine. Yeah. All right, and then after a Jets game, they go and play. The Bills in Buffalo at the early slot again, 1 p.m. I, I don't, I, I, again, I know Steeler fans. I know the Steelers beat the Bills in Buffalo last year. Barring a four game series at the beginning of the year where you think that they're, where maybe the Bills are playing really bad or an injury, I say we lose. Just cut and dry. I assume we lose that game. I'm not really going to go into it much. I uh, totally agree <laughs> agree with you. I think <laughs> until I'm proven until I'm proven otherwise, uh, the Bills I think are are from now and in, in the next couple of years are probably going to be one of my high AFC teams, uh, and they're always going to be a challenge as long as they have Josh Allen under helm. So I'm just going to go with a loss on that one to to travel to. Buffalo and and get a win would be absolutely insane. I don't I don't think it's going to happen. Then the following week, week six, we play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Also a one o'clock game. Tom Brady, all the weapons are still there in Tampa Bay besides AB, obviously. Um, but Tom Brady's back. We he's our he's been our kryptonite for twenty years. I know it's at home. I know it's not the Patriots. I. Also think that's a loss across the board. Optimistic, pessimistically, I think that is going to be a very tough team for us to beat. Dude, all I gotta say is if I think I think if Tom Brady truly loved his kids and stayed in retirement, I would count that as a win very easy because they were going to lose everyone. Uh, but it it was just confirmed. In fact, I, I'm on the phone with Adam Schefter that he does not love his kids. Tom oh. Brady, that is, and he's actually going to play for the next ten years and then take a really big deal with Fox. Uh, yeah, so we're probably going to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm also going to say a loss, uh, hopefully not an absolute uh, butt kicking, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, like it, I definitely said, could I, be, it definitely could be close because it's at home. You know, they could sneak mm-hmm. one up on them. It's, I don't think, it's not like the Bills to me. The Bills, I feel like in a, in a certain degree is almost kind of an automatic. It, it doesn't feel that way to me. I feel like they could surprise you, pull out a win there. Yeah. But I'm going to say loss for right now. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, then you got week seven the, against the Miami Dolphins, which is a Sunday night game in Miami. Mm-hmm. This is a game I see a lot of Steeler fans out there, and you know who you are. A lot of Steeler fans think like this is an easy, easy game. Like, oh, yep, 
Easy, easy peasy. I completely disagree. I think it's going to be a lot closer than you think. The Dolphins got a lot better in the offseason and in the draft. They've got really speed receivers. I know it really does depend on Tua. Can Tua play good? Can he play better than what he's been playing? Kind of not really sure if he can. So it does. it is very dependent on Tua. But uh, that's a tough one. Under the lights in Miami. I would like to say they could still maybe sneak out a win. I think it's going to be close. Maybe last second field goal, potentially. Dude, I just, it blows my mind. And I, obviously, okay, yeah, actually, I am calling out a lot of Steelers fans because it's like, if you're really a Steelers fan, you know that, I guess in my mind, there's no such thing as an easy game. All right? We literally go into games that we're like, oh, this should be an easy dub. This should be easy. And and it never is because we either play down to the level of competition or or we just are, are play a close game. I mean, even take last year. I know Ben had COVID and everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, well, it would have been a completely different game. I agree with you. I think we would have won the game against Detroit. But the fact that, like, if we still tied with them, it was a close game. Like, I, I it, we always do this. And, and, yeah. and I'm not trying to be mean or anything. I'm just trying to be a realist and... And, like, I, I think it's going to be a hard-fought game, personally. I think my take on the game is Brian Flores is coming back to Miami. I think our defense is going to play really well, and I do think we are going to squeeze out a win, personally. Um, yeah, but I, I just... Yeah, that's nice. what I said. It's not going to be I, an I, easy game. I put a W on both sides of the board for that one. Uh, then the following game is another away game. Against the Philadelphia Eagles uh, the day before Halloween on a 1 p.m. game again. Here's the, here's the thing for you. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to say the time for you on the podcast, but the Steelers do not play. Excuse me. I have to burp. <laughs> the Steelers do not play a 3 o'clock or 3.30 game. Or I guess, sorry, Eastern time. 4 o'clock or 4.30 game uh, on the schedule this year at all unless a game is flexed around or the last game of the year says a to-be-determined right now. But as of right now, they do, they do not play an afternoon game. But back at, the t- back at the task at hand, Week 8 against the Philadelphia Eagles. Again, another really tough game. I think a lot of people want to say that's an automatic win as well. A lot of Steelers fans, they think that's going to be an easy win. Um, here's a little t- tidbit for you. Uh, Mike Tomlin, I know he's only probably played them twice. In Philadelphia, in Philadelphia in his coaching career, but he is not one in Philadelphia, and it's also very rare for the Steelers to win in Philadelphia. That doesn't happen very often. Um, you might think that doesn't matter, but me and Chris went to watch them play the Chicago Bears in 2017, another place where the Steelers historically do not win, and they lost that game when they shouldn't have. So, it's... a. Uh, the Eagles, with their new additions from the draft, getting Jordan Davis, getting Nicobe Dean, getting A.J. Brown, of all people. I think Jalen Hurts is a pretty decent quarterback with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. And that's going to be a close game, too. That's going to be very close. I, I mean, I don't know how much I have to really add to that. I, I feel like, especially every time we go into Philadelphia, I don't even remember the last time we won in Philadelphia. Uh I don't know, maybe you know, but I I just think the Philly's a good young team. They picked up a lot of talent. I think Jalen Hurts has a lot of weapons. Um, 
I, I think they're going to repeat very similar to how they did last year. Uh, I'm giving us a loss on that one. I think, I think I'm going to put a loss on the optimistic side as well, just because of our record against there. It's going to be really close. They could beat them. You know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if they beat, beat the Eagles. I think they're both pretty even teams, but right now I'm going to say a loss. Uh, then you got week nine. That's our bye week. I feel like we've had our bye week in the kind of the middle of the season a lot, which is okay. I, I, I've seen a stat that most teams that make the Super Bowl have their bye week around 13 or 14, but, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, week 10, we're back at home against the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints, here's another tidbit, is a team, he's only played them three times, but Tomlin has never beaten the New Orleans Saints. My prediction is that this year he does <laughs> at home. Coming off a of bye week, playing the Saints, I predict that he does win this game on both sides of the board. You know what? Why not? I'll be optimistic. I'll go with you too. I don't know if I really am, but why not? Because I think I think I, I've put a lot of losses. Not really. Honestly, I feel like I've been way too optimistic <laughs> already. Um, but to be at home against the Saints, you know, new coaching for them. They're not with Sean Payton anymore. They they have a very young team. Don't know how they're going to play. Um, yep. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give us the dub on that one. Yeah, we're in a very similar boat, for sure. Uh, next up in week 11 is play, we're playing the Cincinnati Bengals at home on Sunday Night Football again. You know... That's really tough. I think the easy answer is to say a loss here, and, I'm, and maybe I might put that on the pessimistic side just to get swept by the Bengals again if, if they play to that same degree. But I, those kind of games are kind of in our favor. I think Sunday night games, the Heinzfield atmosphere is always tough to play in under the lights, and uh, you, ne- you never know. Being at home, you never know if they can squeeze a win there. I would say if they lost week one, that they would win this one. They would split that one. So you want me to put a win in yours? I think I might do win optimistically. But uh, lost pessimistic board. All right. I'll, I'll, I've marked it as a win. I'll put that there. Uh, I think optimistically looking at this game, it's exactly what I said before. If we can go into it and keep it close, I'll take that as a win. That is my optimistic view. If we can show that we can be competitors against the strong offense of what Cincinnati is, then I, I'll say, hey, you know, I think there's a lot of big things coming for us in the future, which is awesome. I, I marked this as a loss. For sure. Then you got the Indianapolis Colts in week 12. This game is back-to-back primetime games. This is a Monday night game in Indy. That's going to be a really tough game. I think Indy's a really good team. They got Matt Ryan. I think it's obviously an upgrade over the way Carson Wentz played last year. I assume it to be so. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Big Ben owned the Colts. I don't know if this team can own the Colts. And uh, I think a big factor in that was our run defense, how... Garbage it was last year. 
Hopefully that's far improved, but without knowing it and the Colts having Jonathan Taylor, I kind of want to say a loss on this one. Both sides. Sure. Um, I'm going to disagree with you. This is the one where I'm feeling a bit more optimistic in. I think, you know, I think Matt Ryan is a good quarterback. I think, um, you know, the Colts do have a lot of talent. And, yeah, stopping Jonathan Taylor is probably going to be the number one priority in that game. I have a feeling... Uh, it's just it's more of like a hunch feeling. I have no facts to back up what I'm about to say, so I'm sorry <laughs> okay. to, to anyone listening. It's more of just like uh, you know when you get that like pit feeling in the in your stomach. Yeah. I just I look at that game and I'm like, we're in Indianapolis, we're in a dome. You know, I I I think if there's a time when I think we're gonna have some big time passing stats, some some players are gonna show up and show out. I'm going to give an early game prediction that that's going to be George Pickens' best game. I'm going to oh. go, go and say it. I'm going to go and say it. You know, what's funny okay. about that is not not to move on from this game, but the very next week is kind of my prediction to be a George Pickens' big game. And I'll tell you why. Because week 13, they play the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta at a 1 p.m. game. Now, this is normally the Steelers' trap game. The Mike Tomlin trap game. This would be that kind of situation. I hate picking those as trap games because I hate watching them live. (laughs) So I would like to say on both sides of the board, I'm going to give them a win here. I don't think the Falcons are a very good team at all. They do have good weapons, but as a unit, I don't think they're very cohesive. And the reason why I think this could be this could be Pickens big game is again, indoor stadium um, under the lights and also Pickens in Georgia. Went to Georgia. So, uh-huh. kind of a homecoming for college. But I'm going to give a win on both sides. That'd be pretty cool. Honestly, maybe hell back-to-back weeks. And then we'll all freak out and it'll be good. I'm going to give us a win, too. I think the Falcons have Mariota. I, and they're, they're not a very good team. I don't know if they really improved after the draft. Uh, so, I'm just going to, I'm going to say that's a, a win for us. And that's probably one of my more confident wins. That's like I'm I'm saying a win in that regard as people are saying a win for us against Miami. I don't think we're going to blow out Falcons, but I think it it should be a better game. Sure, yeah. Probably one of our better ones of the year. It should be. Uh, at least on paper. Mm-hmm. Then week 14 you have the very first time we're playing them, the Baltimore Ravens at home, 1 p.m. Now what's what what sucks about the Ravens is they are also a very strong team with a very strong roster. Yes, we have swept them both uh, both years, or the past two years, I should say. We've swept them. And also, Lamar Jackson does not play very well against, against us, or rather, we play very well against Lamar. We're able to shut him down and contain him, and I, I think he has more turnovers than touchdowns against us, which is great. I usually like to split this regardless. I just like to split mm. this up. Even on the pessimistic side, I like to split this up. So I'd like to give us a win here. I'll give us a loss later. Sure. Um, exactly like you said. I, I am also going to split, uh, regardless of where it is. I, I'll just say a win, so we can get that over with. <laughs> but uh, I mean, Ravens are getting we got half their team back from injury from last year. So like uh, they're 
they're going to be good. They drafted really well, as always. So uh, I'll give us the win just because we're at home, but I expect a loss, honestly, later. Uh, then you got in week 15, you have the Panthers, also one o'clock game at Carolina. Uh, Carolina, kind of like Atlanta, is also kind of a messy team, in my opinion. Uh, besides mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey, who who knows if we would be healthy. I don't really see us losing that game. Again, it is kind of a typical trap game for Pittsburgh. It really is. Like, a, you know, they could get a loss there, but I do want to pick wins on both sides of the board. Okay. I'll give you a win there. Um, against the Panthers, looking at the rest of our schedule. That'll probably be the last win I give us. So um, no spoiler alert or anything, but I'm going to give us a win because I think uh, they are probably the last easy, air quotes, easy team that we will probably play uh, and and more of a game that I I feel more confident in. So I'll give us a win on that one. Uh, Next week, 16. Now, (laughs) just because you said that that was probably going to be the last win, Hey, let me paint a picture for you. So week 16 is against the Las Vegas Raiders at home. It is on Christmas Eve, and it's Saturday night football on Christmas Eve. This, if you do not know from listening at home or even Chris, is the day after the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. So they will be... That will be celebrated on the field. That will, all the old players from the seventies will be there. I'm sure to watch this game. Uh, all the all the pros, all the history that will be talked about for this game, the 50th anniversary. It will be big time pressure, but big time like uh, his, historic value to it. And you know, normally I would have said maybe a loss here with the additions to the Raiders. But if I'm really thinking optimistically, and it really is, this I'm thinking of that like a movie, right? This is the this is like the scenario where like you would win in a movie is where I would say optimistically a win, but pessimistically a loss for sure. What are you saying? What do I? What am I putting? Well, I, I'm making both sides too. So I guess pessimistic, I'm putting loss, but optimistic, I'm putting win, just for the movie <laughs> aspect of it. All right. Um, oh yeah, I guess I, I guess <laughs> I guess I have to have a take, don't I? Uh, yeah, uh, Raiders. They're uh, do the AFC West is just so good. I mean, yeah. they they got all these additions. They got all these people, and we never ever play well against the Raiders. I don't no, care if we we're don't. home, if we're we away, if they half their team has in illness or they're injured, we never play well against the Raiders. So um, I hate to sound like I'm, I'm hating on my favorite team in the whole world, but we just don't play well against them. I hope I get the best Christmas gift in the world and they win. Um, but I, I put us down as a loss on that one. Yeah. It's uh, like, I think realistically that probably a loss is more realistic. I'm, I'm, if I'm thinking optimistically, I'm really thinking about the movie aspect of of doing the immaculate reception again, um, for winning it for those for those guys. But yeah, it's tough to say. Uh, week seventeen is 
at Baltimore at a one o'clock game. Again, I like to do a split, so I'm just going to say a loss no matter what here. Yep, and I agree. Happy New Year's to us, ringing in the year with a loss. So that'll be <laughs> a lot of fun. Uh, now you never know. You never know because we have swept in the past two years, but I, yeah. I will say loss for now. Again, I would love, I, I want to be proven wrong, but yep. I'm just going to say a loss. And then the final game, it's either January 7th or January 8th. The time is to be determined. It is against the Cleveland Browns at home week 18. Uh, bit, probably a big time matchup. Um, Deshaun Watson will be, I'm assuming, on the field. Uh, at home, I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, I want to say a loss on both sides. It's hard for me to, to like to to say a loss. It hurts my soul, especially being our our final game of the year and at home. It hurts my soul to say a loss, but I think I probably should for right now. I agree with you. There's so much going on, right? And 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 I think if they get Deshaun Watson back, granted we don't know how how they're gonna vibe and and work as a team, but at the same time, ah, oh gosh, it they're they just somehow got better, and I just I think we're gonna split that series. So I I also put a loss there. So. To round it up, optimistically, for at least the ones I'm writing down here, and I think when I'm thinking optimistically, I think I think I imagine Big Ben, you know. But but truly, we have no idea what this offense is going to look like. We don't know who's going to start. Um, so the optimistic record to me is kind of like fantasy. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. But my list show is here twelve and five, except I put one one of the games in a parenthesis loss. So twelve and five or eleven and six, which would be phenomenal in my opinion oh, yeah. but I do think that is a fantasy right now depending yep. on we haven't seen him play my pessimistic record uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 8, uh, 7 and 10 is my pessimistic record it would be the first losing season we would see sure and so like your average which I think is what I wrote down compared to mine, which I honestly was very surprised by the wins and losses that I gave us because I had us ending at nine and eight, which is a little depressing for the fact that I had us lose the last three games of the season. So if we were nine and six at one point and I'd be like, dude, what? I am not expecting this, but it's, you know, I, I think, I think, uh, nine and eight is a very fair record. In fact, I still think that's maybe a little bit too optimistic. Uh, but again, it, it all depends on on how we play and how we mesh as a team. There's a lot of unknowns, but I'm excited I to like see. It. It. I, I like it. That's a that's a middle of the road. You know, we have we have uh, seven and ten, nine and eight, and um, like eleven and uh, six. <laughs> Right, yeah. that's that's math, I guess. Eleven and six, or twelve and five. So yeah, it's I I think that's a fair thing. Here's a question I want to point a point out to you before we maybe close off this podcast a little shorter. We just want to talk about the schedule today, give our quick uh, reaction to the schedule, and also maybe and predicting a way too early prediction based on nothing right now. But if you want to talk about if if it's either Kenny or Mitch starting, let's say Mitch starts first. 
I'm looking at the beginning of the schedule, and what do you think is a place that they could pull him? Because I feel like the first six weeks are is tough, but there's also a mixture of like maybe some winnable games in there. And I wonder, like, after six weeks, if performance is bad, do you pull Mitch there, and then you give Kenny a chance to get his feet wet in week seven, week eight, have a bye week along with there, and then roll him out for the, for the rest of the week or the rest of the year? Or do you have Mitch roll the first eight weeks, and then bye week you make the switch and have Kenny roll the rest of the time? I think that's an excellent question. I I don't know. I, I think when I look at the quarterback situation, I can't help but look at how opportunistic the preseason looks to me personally, because sure. I think those are three very good uh, opponents to go up to, to not only like work on your skills, but to like build confidence because Seahawks lost everybody. Jaguars, I, I until proven otherwise, are not very good. And the Lions are also not very good. So I think if there's any time to kind of maybe get Kenny, Kenny out there to like build his confidence and show that he can play against NFL-ready teams, and it's like, go do that. At the same time, if we do ride with Mitch, I could see us maybe going through... Uh, yeah, about four to six games, and then maybe maybe seeing if that switch takes place. Um, but I I also wouldn't be surprised if we see Kenny Pickett week one, and uh, you know, seeing how long we ride with him, or if we just decide to keep keep riding with him throughout the whole year. Yeah, I I don't know if I I don't know if I expect Kenny week one, but I do. I am leaning towards to with my uh, original question of whether it be earlier or at the bye week. I am leaning towards more of like a, a six game stretch if Mitch starts. Give him weeks one through six and that game against Tampa Bay. Evaluate it from there. And if you want to make a switch, give Kenny the Dolphins and the Eagles. I know the first start then would be Miami on a Sunday night, which would be big time pressure for your very first start. But you give him those two to get his feet wet, and then you also have the bye week to get him more acclimated in. Mm-hmm. I think that would be, I think that'd be the way to do it. If you do want to start Mitch and want to switch later on, you give him the six week window, and then yeah. if Mitch is if Mitch is balling out, you let Mitch you let Mitch ride with it, and you just be happy about it. <laughs> sure. Um, but that's gonna do. But before we before we go, Chris, do you want to say a quick tidbit about the Twitter page? Uh, um, I know things are pretty exciting this week for us, which is awesome. Yeah. So. Honestly, huge, huge week for our social media, especially our Twitter page. I've been kind of going off on it all week and and posting every single day. Um, At the beginning of the week, we had about 29 followers. And, you know, we were the the goal of this this Twitter page is to just kind of build a community to to show our love for the Steelers and to spread it out amongst anyone who wants to listen, who who cares um, and to just honestly build a bigger Steeler Nation family. Um, so, you know, we, as, as along with the uh, question of the day, you know, we've, we've been, we've been asking people for, uh, you know, we'll follow for a follow. We'll, we'll do that. We just want to build a community. We don't really care about ratios or anything. We just want to show and spread our love to wherever it's due. And, and, it, and honestly, Steeler Nation responded in the best way possible. And we gained a ton of followers, about 60 
uh, within the last week, which has been honestly incredible. So thank you, Steeler Nation. Thank you, anyone who follows our Twitter page or, or anyone who even looks at our tweets and likes them and participates. Uh, we absolutely love it. Uh, and if you're listening to and you're and you do not follow, uh, please do. Please, please give us a listen. You know, we're the Northern Steel podcast. We are at Northern Steel PC. That's our Twitter page. And follow us on all other socials. Uh, we're on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, I don't know. Is is that about it? I think that's about it for socials. Uh, uh, TikTok. You said that? I said TikTok. Yeah, um, that's, that's about it. You know, and then we're also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So if, if you're just looking for different takes, if you're looking for us to ramble on about the Steelers or, or just anything Steelers related, please give us a listen. We'd appreciate anything, any kind of feedback, whatever we can. Uh, and we just we love talking to you all. So thank you so much. Uh, and we, we hope to to get more following and, and to keep uh, giving you guys what we enjoy to do. And along with uh with getting the new followers, we have been able to have a couple conversations with some other Steeler fans in our Twitter DM. And it, truly, this podcast kind of comes from a place of we don't believe that Pittsburgh Steelers should be gatekept by Pittsburgh people. And, I'm not, and not all Pittsburgh fans do, but I think some do. And there's Steeler fans, like we have said in our first episode, all over the world, all over this, all over the national states and international. And uh, and we want to also bring a light to those people and maybe sometime in the future, maybe tell their your story about why you're a fan and where you're from. And and I think that's a really cool way to connect us all Steeler fans, too, because we're just a fan of the team, man. Doesn't matter if you're from Pittsburgh or not. Just we just all bleed black and yellow. And that's what's important. So. Thank you again for listening to the Northern Steel Podcast. We can't believe we made it to episode 10. We've never stuck with anything like this in our whole life, baby. Just, that is a joke, by the way. We're both getting married, so we're okay with commitment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you again for listening to the Northern Steel Podcast. My name is Dominic. This is Chris. And as always, we appreciate you, and we will see you next Thursday. <laughs> Deuces. Peace out.